What'd you say you played? Folk songs. Folk songs. Solo act? No, I had a partner. Threw himself off the George Washington Bridge. George Washington Bridge? You throw yourself off the Brooklyn Bridge, traditionally. George Washington Bridge. Who does that? If I had wings, I'd know I'd fly the river. Explain the cat. What's its name? I, I don't know. It's the Gorkhine's cat. It slipped out and I don't have the key. My honey, fare thee well. Don't tell Jim. Oh! Obviously. Well, I had a man, strong and tall. He moved his body like a cannonball. Well, fare thee well. Mel, there was no advance on my solo record. There's got to be some royalty. For Christ's sake, it's cold out. I don't even have a winter coat. You're kidding me. Ain't this kid. No. No. I remember one evening in the pouring rain. And in my heart. Do you ever think about the future at all? You mean like flying cars? Hotels on the moon? Tang. I want you to leave. Get out of here. Danny. Your uncle's a bad man. Okay. So show us a bird flying high above. Life ain't worth living without the one you love. Fare thee well, my honey, fare thee well. I'm interested in, in gigging here. Okay, let's hear something. You don't want to hear the record? Why should I? You're here, play me something. Play me something from inside Lewin Davis. Okay. Hello, welcome to Movie Umpers. I'm Bob Sham. I'm Angela. And uh, the sounds you hear are probably dogs. Things that sound like someone's throwing... Cinder blocks at the side of the house. <laughs> Sounds like that. Growling, arguing. We say that they argue. Our dogs argue with each other. <laughs> it's exhausting. They well, we wake love me them up. So much. So our theme this month, assholes on film. The asshole on film. And we've yeah. this week we've hit some real assholes. Yeah, we have. One is maybe like beyond asshole, just a straight up murderer. Yes. And, uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of, that's kind of just weird, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but I think, uh, that, uh, John Wayne Gacy is a real jerk. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope I'm not offending anybody. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, and Sword of Doom. <sighs> also, I had to re upload Sword of Doom multiple times because, Certain international movies, especially in Asia, are a lot more strict mm-hmm. on the copyright strikes. So I've, I've had to do that with movies from India and movies from Japan. I mean, we're going to keep watching those movies, so we're going to keep dealing with this. But also, we're promoting that movie. I mean... I don't understand it. I'll I, never I, understand it. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't present to YouTube that claim. To be like, look, this is a review. That's just a fucking hassle. Exactly. So I'll just have to put on some image that blocks some of the image to... It's not ideal, but you do what you got to do. I've had to mute things before. 
But on this theme, we're you know we're getting to the the asshole, the artist asshole. Yeah, the artist asshole. The star- that is exactly what this is. The starving artist asshole. Yeah. And we're discussing. Uh, I've seen most most every Coen Brothers movie, but mm-hmm. this is the first time we've gotten to this one. We're talking about Inside Lewin Davis from 2013, and we go. Deep inside Lewin Davis. We sure did. We were inside Lewin Davis and it felt so good. Um, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a Coen Brothers movie from 2013, written by the Coen Brothers, starring Oscar Isaac in his breakout role. You'll remember he's Poe Dameron from he the, sure the new Star Wars movies. I didn't realize You just now him. realize that. <laughs> he's also the Moon Knight. Right? Oh, yeah, I saw that. And too. that shitty series. That was terrible. Yeah, that sucked. Also, we got Carrie Mulligan, John Goodman, Justin Timberlake, Adam Driver makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. And it's about the folk sing in Greenwich Village in the early uh, 60s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're used to some period pieces from the Coen brothers, especially those centered around, you know, music and stuff and styles and. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou was one that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. That that was more of like a super clowny, goofy movie. Almost like some weird southern fable that's just yes. pure comedy. That's exactly what it felt like. And this is also pretty much a comedy, I think. This movie, though, I know it's set in the 60s. It could have been today. I think. I mean, the way that people... people dressed and talked and i don't know it just it didn't seem that like rooted in that time you mean like if it was concentrated on a a very hipster subset of people yes sure yes and i mean isn't this i suppose so but they were also (laughs) embodying the time like a lot of women were wearing who were wearing glasses wearing cat eye glasses and shit and that was just more common yeah but uh (laughs) but you'll notice that there was no real like it was i mean it's the story takes place in the winter Yes. And there's no, like, direct... It doesn't feel like there's any direct sunlight that isn't through a cloud. No, because it's always, like, New York and Chicago. Yeah. Too. And so. going across the Midwest and shit like that. And, you know, we're not going to we're not gonna go beat by beat through this movie. I don't think it serves the discussion in this case. No. But it is interesting because this movie kind of circles around on itself a bit. Sometimes I get my proportions are weird on my pictures. And, and why not fix it in the middle of the recording? <laughs> so, yeah, this guy, Lewin Davis, he used to be in a, uh, uh, a duo. duo. And we find out later that his partner, uh, almost like a Simon and Garfunkel thing. Yeah. But, but we find out later his partner jumped off a bridge. Yeah. And he's very much, it's, it's he's an interesting character because... He is an asshole, as he admits himself multiple times. Absolutely. And as multiple people tell him in the movie. But he's not without a little bit of heart. No, and he's definitely damaged. And also, yeah, and he's he's certainly damaged. But also, he's trying to make it in an industry that is also collectively like an asshole. Yeah. He's like an asshole. I mean, he's a, he's, he's a product of his New York upbringing. And he's also, um, you know been jerked around in this music industry business system. And when we, what's interesting is we're not really sure if he really has changed that much by the end of the movie. I don't think he has. And we actually get like, it's the movie is bookended with a scene that we start with, with the scene at the ending. Yes. And he, he, and it's true. He's really not much different. No. At the end of the movie at all. 
He's just a guy that, you know, and he doesn't even quote unquote make it. No. As far as we know. But the environment of where he's coming from, the, the genre that he's working in, it does allude that that is about to change. That Yes. But what's interesting is it didn't even really occur to me that the first scene was a flashback until we were seeing that scene for a second time. Because he is such an asshole at the beginning and still at the end that it's totally believable that he's getting his shit kicked out of him in an alley. Mm. You know, it just is. Yeah, yeah. Which he did because he heckled some lady singing. He was rude. That was way rude, of course. That was a real asshole thing to do. So I go. Where's your hay bale? Huh? Is it going Are you wearing giggle panties? Huh? He would probably blame it on the fact that he was drunk, which he blames a lot of things on. Lewin Davis, he's trying to cut it in the solo career. He just cut a record called Inside Lewin Davis. He doesn't have a place to live. He has a sister that he crashes with occasionally. He has these friends, um, Gene and Jim. Yeah, that who are he a duo. Sleeps on their couch a whole lot. He has sex with Gene, but apparently Gene has sex with everybody. Jim and Gene, we got a good crowd. You know why, Lou? A lot of these guys, a lot of them come in here and catch the act because they want to fuck Gene. That's why they come in. Yeah, and Jim may or may not be gay. And some of them, some of these guys, Lou, they come in here because they want to fuck Jim. <laughs> they want to fuck Jim. Know what I mean? You mean they want to fuck Jim? Exactly. I think Jim is at least swinging. Yeah, yeah. Jim is playing the field. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah, it's she, interesting. And she's pregnant, and she doesn't know who the father is, but she's yeah. got to get an abortion. Because she she said if she knew for sure it was Jim's, she would keep it. But the chance that it could be Lewin's means she has to get rid of possibly a perfectly good baby. It's, That's what she said. Those were her words. <laughs> it's, it's funny because he, he knows the guy to do the abortions. Yeah. And when he goes in and, and to pay, the abortion doctor is like, no, you've already paid because the Diane thing didn't work out. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, yeah, the girl that came in like two years and nine months ago who decided, paid for her abortion decided to keep her baby and he then at that moment realizes he's a dad of a two-year-old that he's never gonna meet no when he gets on that road trip he's like he's in chicago then he's not he it kind of time passes very quickly it only has a couple of days like he comes back to town and he's like hey yeah gene have you, how did it go with the abortion she's like I'm going on Saturday. He's like oh yeah I feel like I've been gone a long time but it's only been a couple of days like he even says that like the yeah. acknowledgement the, co- the reason he goes to Chicago is because he's splitting gas money in a car where John Goodman's in the back. And you know what the biggest the biggest mistake in this movie? We did not hear John Goodman sing. Oh, yeah. He's a jazz singer. Yeah. And you didn't let me hear John Goodman sing. We saw him uh, flop out uh, on heroin. Yeah. I mean, he's a jazz man. Now, yeah, he's bouncing around couches to couches. There's this mm-hmm. one point where he's uh, or he goes to eat dinner on probably the nicest couple that shelters him. And they have him, and he's lost their cat too, because he's carried a cat around. And he, when he went to go, and he find, and he thinks he's found their cat after he's lost it, and he brings it. But at the end of this conflict, they discover that's not their cat. 
So that's why you may be seeing the, if you've seen the trailers, why he's carrying a, he's not carrying a cat around the whole time, but the cat is almost like indicative of the futility of what he's trying to put together. Like he's barely hanging on to it, but this thing keeps trying to run away from him. And we see an orange cat, like three different orange cats by the end of the movie. The one from the people who are nice and let him stay. Then the one that he gets wrong. He thinks it's their cat and he's going to take it back to them. And they're like, this is not my cat. So then yeah. he takes it on this road trip. Which, and. And he abandons it. That's well, another asshole thing. Well, what happens is it's John Goodman. He's the jazz man and who's, who's very hilariously, uh, not into like the folk singer oh, yeah, stuff. He, he's like, totally make, making fun of Lynn he, Davis. He, he calls him Elwin or something. <laughs> he makes Edwin. fun of him. Solo act? Yeah, now. Now. Used to, what, work with a cat? Every time he'd play a C major, he'd puke a hairball. I used to have a partner. What happened? Threw himself off the George Washington Bridge. Well, I don't blame him. I couldn't take it either, having to play Jimmy Crack Corn every night. Their driver, who's this quiet guy, gets arrested. Yeah, he gets arrested. So Lewin and... John Goodman's nodded off. He's and there's asleep. no keys in the car. And the guy who got arrested took the keys. So he's been carrying this cat that's been the wrong cat, but he's felt like he needs to carry it. And then he sees the cat just sitting in the seat, and then he leaves the cat with the sleeping John Goodman. We don't know what happened to the cat. On the cat, side of the honestly. highway. No, yeah. Yeah. And there's another point later in the movie where he actually hits an orange cat with his car and the cat limps off into the woods and he stops and he sees it. What does that cat represent? Like no his, idea. his guilt, the stuff that he kind of is just hanging on his back. Maybe. When he's at that dinner scene, they try to get him to sing a song. Yeah, they're like these rich kind of uptown folks and he's their like slummy folk singer friend that they yeah. like seem to, br- they always have some other guests at their house yeah, and all, they want to show him off. They want him to perform. Rightfully so. It's like, look, I'm not like a poodle. I'm not like. Yeah. But they, they're insistent, so he starts singing a song that him and his old partner used to sing, and the wife of the couple Lillian. starts to, starts to sing in, and she, and he freaks the fuck out. Well, it's Mike's part. Don't do that. It's Mike's part. I know what it is. Don't do that. Maybe you want to be patient for one of the few people that are willing to put a roof over your head, but you do understand where he's coming from in that yeah. moment. Yeah, I mean, that's when we, that's before we even know yet that, I don't think we even know at that point that that he's dead. That yeah. Because they wait a long time to tell us that that's what happened. In Chicago, he goes to audition for this guy who, like, is a pretty big deal manager, I guess, and his manager's shit, and so he goes to audition for this guy, and the guy's like, you know, I mean, you're you're fine, but I don't see you as a solo act. I see you in a group. And he's like, well, I used to have a partner. And he's like, you guys should get back together. And he goes, yeah, that's a great idea. And like yeah. walked away. And I actually at that moment was worried yeah, that yeah. he was going to then jump off of a bridge. I really thought that was going to happen for a second. Yeah, he plays this song as heartfelt as he can from his record as the mm-hmm. guy requests. And the guy, you know, just patiently listens and is like, I don't hear money in this. I actually really love that they take the time to listen to an entire song. Like, you take the time to really listen, and you just watch him play this song, and there's no, like, cutting to anything else. It's just he's singing this song. And 
every other song he sings, especially the one he sings at the end, is so heartfelt and meaningful. He chooses this song that's more of a storytelling. I mean, it's it's yeah, still yeah. poignant, yeah. and it's still good, but it's not. He should have done something that bared his soul a little bit more. But the one that's the most personable that we hear is, with is the one that he's sang with his partner. It's beautiful. So his the inside Lewin Davis record is supposed to be him trying to break away from that, but he can't and go forward. But they can't like. He can't break away emotionally, mm-hmm. and the industry won't let him break away yeah. at the same time. There's a hilarious scene where Justin Timberlake oh is a, one half of this singing duo. Yeah. And, and G- Jim and Gene. Yeah, and they have him come in and sing this song, this dumbass fucking song called Please, Mr. Kennedy. Yeah. And Adam Driver is there, and he's singing, like, the goofiest parts. One second, please. Please, Mr. Kennedy. Up on. I don't want to go. So be in the outer space. Oh, please. Please, Mr. Kennedy. Uh-oh. I don't want to go. So be in the outer space. I sweat when they stuff me in the pressure suits. Bubble helmet flash board and boots. Nowhere a bit in gravity. You know, he doesn't have much filter. He's not, like, considerate of... And he's like, who wrote this? And then Justin Timberlake's like... uh, I did. And this is another thing that he does that's really stupid. Because he's such an asshole, he doesn't think forward. No, He has no, like, presence of mind. He thinks this song is stupid, and he just wants his $200 right now. So the guy tells him three times... If you do independent contractor and we cut you a check for the session recording session today, you don't get royalties. Yeah. Do you understand you're not going to get royalties? You're not going to get royalties. He needed, and he was like, I don't care. I don't care. He needed money for the abortion. He needed money that bad. For the wife of the man and, who he just was singing with. And of course, later, the that couple who always take him in are like, oh, that Please Mr. Kennedy song is so hilarious. You're going to make a ton of money off yeah, that, aren't well, you, kid? Who, and he just goes, royalties mm-hmm. on that are going to be crazy. And when you hear this song, it's stupid as but shit. But you know that's the truth. But as soon as they mention royalties, you're like, oh, this song's going to be a fucking hit, of course. All over the radio, at every dance. The relationship between him and Gene is interesting to me. She's just angry all the time. She's not much better than him. No. At that's all. What, that's kind of what I was going to say. Like, she's angry all the time. She has really no levels. She The only nice thing she does to him is get him the gig at the end, which we end up finding out. He's opening for Bob Dylan before Bob Dylan was really discovered. Yeah. The time is going to be there. The times is going to be there to like hear him, I guess. The times they are a changing, you might say. <laughs> so, Bob Dylan so, song. So yeah, the assumption is, you know, this being like pre-Bob Dylan making it big that that yeah, you're right. It's about to go into this like place where they all could get more popular. Yeah, the scene, the folk scene is probably is at a place where, you know, Fucking folk music is not nearly as popular now as it was then. But when Dylan comes on, he sets this environment that explodes from it. And then that's when a lot of these folk singers just start doing essentially bad Bob Dylan impressions. Oh, like, sure. There's so much bad impressions. but So you don't know. Like Maybe coming out of this, maybe Lewin Davis does kind of pop off well, riding on the wave that Dylan... In which Dylan changed the environment. It ends, the movie ends with him in a crossroads because before he played this show. Like old Robert Johnson. He had decided. He's a singer too. Okay. He had de- <laughs> decided that he was going to quit music and he was going to go um, back into working on a boat. Merchant Marine. Merchant Marine. But he can't find his fucking 
Well, license. he can't find his license, so he's paid up his dues. He can't find his license. He has to pay, play this gig to get the money to get a new license so he can leave, like, the next day. But you do kind of feel at the end that, like, th- this was – he played, like, probably the greatest show of his life because he didn't care. Yeah. Because it was the last show. He played the songs he loved the most. And he did a great job. So you know that the the Times is going to give him a great review. You know he's not going to get on that boat. Like, he's going to probably open for Bob Dylan. But who knows? Yeah. He could also get on that boat and not know what the fuck happened. I love this part where this is about the struggle within it. It's yeah. about really someone who maybe has fallen through the cracks. It's not the story of, like, someone who finds, like, great fame. You yeah. can wonder what happens after the end. But it, like we said, he's the same person at the end as he was in the beginning. But he goes into his manager's office, his uh, who isn't very good, and the lady there hands him a box of like his records unsold. And so he's carrying this box around, and Adam Driver's character, who's also a folk singer, lets him stay at, at his place that night. And so he's got this box of all these records, and he's like, oh, maybe I'll shove them under this table here. And there's something and then, already under the And there's the something table. under there, and he pulls out a box, and it's a box full of Adam Driver's own unsold folk records. Yep. That's probably that's actually probably my my favorite scene. It was it, amazing. That's just the the level of humor yeah. in this movie and it is very funny in that way. In in a natural sense he is an asshole, but He's probably the asshole that will most feel sorry for this month in a lot of ways. I do agree with that. One of, I think, the the best just tiny moments is near the end where he's decided he's going to go back and he goes to his sister's house. Earlier, they fight all the time. The sister is very much like, I don't understand your artsy life. Don't cuss in my kitchen. You know, and he's like, you're, you're so boring. And she's like, I'm not. I'm living my life. Like, I have yeah. a life. I have a job. I have a kid. I have a family. Like, this is my house. Like, you have nothing. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? So I kind of, like, understood her a little bit, but she was she was kind of, she expected more from him. She's like, go see your dad. Like, all that kind of stuff. When he goes back, he goes back to, like, find his license, and she's thrown his stuff out because he told her to, but he's mad that she yeah. did what he told her to because she's supposed to somehow know. Yeah. And the kid is eating breakfast, and he cusses in front of the kid. And he's, he looks at the kid and he's like, your uncle is a bad man. And the kid goes, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kid could care less. And that's what's like when he got, when he gets in the argument with the couple that houses him, he says something along the lines of, you wouldn't come into my house and do this or, <laughs> I wouldn't invite like, you to my house and ask you to do a dissertation like, on whatever the fuck you like, teach. Bro, you don't have a house. Yeah. You're relying on the existence of others, the domestication of others. To put a roof over your head. Yeah. There's a time when he's supposed to fill out an address and he writes nothing because there's nowhere. Yeah. He has nowhere. He, he, there's nowhere to send a check. Mm-mm. And it's, it's interesting to wonder what happens to him from there mm-hmm. because he's literally trying to get out of it because it's not working for him. But when he even tries to get out of it and it fails, he it's really all he knows how to do. You know, so whether or not he's done with it, whether or not it's not good to, for him, yeah, this is it. This is all I can do. He goes to see his father at one point, and it's like he's seeing, you know, he says, it's like, I guess I see what the future is like. I wouldn't call it much of a black comedy. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's the right word for it. But it is something that is just... Uh, There's some pretty dark stuff in there. It is pretty dark, yeah. Um, but uh, literally, also, it's just dark it and is. cloudy yeah. and gloomy throughout this whole movie. A lot of Earth Tony wear of the time. It's, uh, but yeah, the, it's, it's struggle. The guy is an asshole, but you do kind of get it. 
And everyone around him is either an asshole or a, or a weirdo. Yeah. So. And the guy from Doogie Hauser. Yeah. <laughs> who owns the bar who also slept with Gene. Yeah, yeah. I think that's about all there is to say about Inside Lewin Davis. I mean, the Coen brothers, they don't, they they haven't really made a bad movie no, as far as I movies. know. Mm-mm. And everything is always gener- generally good. I feel like there's some here, like. Like Hell Caesar, like I fucking love that movie. But, I haven't seen that but one. But I feel like it's kind of middle of the road for sure. a lot of people, but I but it's like an ensemble movie. Mm. You actually have seen it, you just don't remember. Don't remember. It's all right. I feel like I used to think I had a bad memory. And now if I really set myself against everyone I know, including you, I'm actually starting to think that I have a good memory. I think I do. I think we all remember different things. Yeah. And also it depends on how young we were and how many um how much under the influence we might have been. Oh well, I will say that there are <laughs> periods of my life that are vague. All right. Well, let's rate this movie. You okay. give it one through five, I'm gonna give it one through five combined. Best out of ten. Totally. I feel like this is a solid four for me. Uh, solid four, I've been thinking that all day. Yep. It, this is the the picture definition of a solid four. Absolutely. So inside Lewin Davis, that the starving artist asshole. It's an eight. It's an eight. I'm going to put inside Lewin Davis, under Manhunter, and above Rope. Perfect. Looky there, looky there. Number 30. Yeah, we have done a lot of movies. <laughs> We're very cl- quickly closing in on our 100th episode. Ooh, we're doing and, something special? Well, um, we, based on the schedule I have set out, it will happen in October. And I, the one that is scheduled to be... The 100th episode, we already pre-recorded. Oh, no. <laughs> and we so we didn't do anything. But if I can remember, we can talk about it for the episode that we're, we've yet to record that will drop after. Okay. But I'll go ahead and tell you what our 100th episode will be. A sneak preview. It will be uh, The Frighteners. Okay. <laughs> that, is, that will be our 100th episode. Okay. All right. And, uh, yeah, check the show notes <laughs> for links and other places to find us. What do you think of this Coen Brothers movie? All their movies are at least very good, I would say. Why yeah. would you rate this? The, I really enjoyed, you know, the the look, the the environment of the folk industry in the early 60s. Kind of a, a very cynical environment. But you, yeah. you kind of, you know, you feel bad for Lewin, De- Lewin Davis, but he's all, he also genuinely is, like, a fucking dick that makes everything harder for himself. What's the N stand for? Did you love this? Do you own the soundtrack? Did you learn these? Mu- we learn? don't. We don't. I'm asking the people at home. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll wait until they answer. Sorry, I know you usually ask them the questions. Like and, like and subscribe. And. Death to all traitors. Death to all traitors.